today. So I'm just waiting for this man to show record. Uh, all right. And we are live. So how are you how are you how are you two are doing today? We're great. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just relaxing after a hard day at the nine to five. You know, hopefully one day I get to the point where I can tell the job to kiss my ass and shove it. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> and and um, like I told y'all before, before I press record, but this is an honor for me um, because I've been making a point to try to connect and talk to many of the great black content creators on Tubi. Okay. Um, I've talked to y'all. I've talked to Beasley Jones as well as my man T Millions, and Tubi. It's like it. it I'm concerned it's the new, the new black exploitation film renaissance. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. man, two women been pumping out some good quality black cinema content, bro. Yeah, yeah, it has, it has. Well, I mean, like, it, it gives us a platform and a voice, um, mm -hmm. you know, that we we're, we're pleased to have that voice now. You know, we've always had the story, we've always had the encouragement, but we just never had nowhere to outlet it. So thanks to platforms like Tubi and Fox Soul and Zumo and Pluto TV and other platforms who are now understanding what we already knew years ago, you know, uh, because, you know, Hollywood wouldn't give us opportunity. Now they're, now they're on strike. So, you know, yeah. it, it just opened up a door for people like us to tell our stories and get our stories out there for the audience out there who needs something to watch, who hungry for what we have to offer. So it, it, it's it's a great it's a great time to be a content creator. Yeah, most definitely. And, and Tyler Perry, since you since you bought BET, you might need to hire some of these mugs and get some of these these movies and series on your, on BET. I'm well, just I saying. mean that, that I mean no don't get me wrong, Tyler Perry, I mean, you know, he's he's in a he's in a stratosphere of his own. He's he's in his own world right now. So I mean, if if he if he wants us, we're always going to be there. But at the end of the if day, he you know, was smart. If he was smart, I would, because one, I mean, I understand he got the studio, what have you, but there's good content out there. And if he wants to change the narrative of Hollywood, if he wants to give more black creators more opportunity, what better platform than putting them on BET, putting that movie on BET, because yeah. it's made. Well, man, that's what BET was supposed to have been from the jump. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what BET was supposed to have been before Tyler Perry even came around. But it was never like that. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and the BET got bought out by Viacom, which is an all-white-owned company. Yeah. So, you know, so the man just bought the network less than a month ago. So let's give him, let's give him an opportunity to see what he's going to do with oh, it yeah. and, and oh, see what oh, opportunity oh, he's going to bring. In my gut, he's watching Tubi right now, scoping who he going to bring off. Yeah, but I mean, it's making too much noise, bro. It's making too much noise. <laughs> yeah, Tubi. Oh, I, yeah, don't be wrong. Tubi is definitely making making a platform like that. But like I said, anything that you know that that us as a community where we gravitate to, there's always going to be somebody higher above going to want either snatch it from us or make it make it their own. Like I said, BT. Yeah. The way Tubi is now is what BET is supposed to have been years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if this is the way the owners of BET got rid of it to Viacom. I'm not saying Tubi is going to do the exact same thing, which is owned by Fox Corporation. What I'm saying is that we have to be careful, 
you know what I'm saying, to that put all our eggs in one basket. Yeah. Another basket that us content creators can have opportunity to be a part of. And that's mm -hmm. all I want, you know, for us. Yeah, yeah because that, that's the only thing I would worry about that they would tone it down because I think cause even to the love making scenes, it's mm -hmm. like way better than what you might see in some of the big screens. Yes. Um, more realistic. You yeah. know, because the stories I like seeing our stories through the eyes of black people, not white people that see what black people's stories supposed to be. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, period. And like I said, salute to you, to your wife, the shit y'all doing, we about to get into that. And with that being said, hello smokers, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge. You know how we start this all the time hot. Yeah, we do. I'm your host, Kevin Arbor, Supper Champ, aka the Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Let me tell you about four wonderful sponsors that been with us from day one, piece by piece. First off, the Facebook the LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the hottest adult magazine in the game, eroticismmagazine.com. And for you content creators, 90% profit, no hashtag issues for you consumers, a new place to consume your triple X content and it is black owned. ExciteBunny.com. And last but not least, award winning, award nominated, also black owned. We're talking about porn with voiceover. We talked about that sultry, you know, sexual talk, not, not that corny music. And we're talking about none other than blusharaka.com. Go there today. They also have virtual reality, so you can watch some of that porn with your Oculus. Also, probably <laughs> W District. Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shop gwdistrict.com and buy from over 500 Black-owned retailers and shops. Also, in the mornings, five days a week, go over to fullyswapradio.com and check me out. I chop it up with people from the porn industry and whatever industry I decide to hit them up. And we talk about that real smoke. You feel me? No sugarcoat, nothing. Also, check me out on skyhawkafterdarktv.com as well as the BGP LLC app. Now, I'm going to sit back and let this lovely couple who is making noise, noise, when it comes to movies. And trust me, they got a straight up universe that they're building. You get what I'm saying? Because I'm smelling more movies coming with what they're doing. I'm going to sit back and let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, Pete. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Bobby. I'm Renee. And we're the owners of the People's Network at Las Vegas Independent Video Production Company. Yes. And Miss Miss Princess Gemini talks about you like crazy, yo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Respect and everything. And I told her, I said, after she told me all that, and then she told me to check out the movies. And I saw her in the movies and stuff. And what I love is that y'all telling the story that you don't see a lot of Black performers, Black content creators, movie directors talk about, which is the swinging lifestyle, you know, right. you know, because it, it, me being in the porn industry, we do have a lot of swingers that end up coming into the porn industry, you know, period. It's kind of like the gateway drug for porn, <laughs> <laughs> you know, period. But it's kind of like you don't see a lot of black images about swinging, about BDSL and stuff of that nature. So. Mm -hmm. With you, we're going to begin. What got you into the movies? And then we'll get to your universe in a minute. What got you into the movies? 
Um, for me personally, I've always wanted to be in, into making movies and being an actor and stuff like that. That was always my outlet and dream as a kid. It just happened that I, I had no other outlet. Like, like that was my only dream. So mm-hmm. everything I did as far as work up until that, I, I used to manage movie theaters. I used to work for the Blockbusters. Uh, I used to run, a, I used to manage an adult novelty store. So everything that I ever, all jobs I ever had really was all pertaining to behind movie making or movies in general or entertainment. So, I mean, it, it's always been in my blood for me personally, uh, ever since a kid. From a wife? I came from theater. So, and I got into movies um, when I met my husband. And that's uh, who introduced me into the independent movie realm. But my background is theater. Oh my God. Okay. Say no more. So, shoot. So, uh, when, when y'all began to put the movie together, what's the first step that y'all take? Uh, well, I mean, we try to research the topic if it's a topic that we're not familiar with or um, that we don't, well, we have limited knowledge on it. I mean, like we did a movie called Pinterest. Which is which is about you know pimping and hoeing, I guess for like a better I've seen movie. I seen that movie. Where so we you know we was out there talking to hookers, going out there riding around the city looking for you know prostitutes. And I would tell people it's a funny situation. Like I'm riding around in the city with my wife in the car looking for prostitutes. Wait 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 wait. So. Man, let me let, hold on. We gotta clear that up. So we was looking. We were not looking for prostitutes. We were looking. Yeah, we looking. were looking at the prostitutes. We're studying their mannerisms, see how they're getting it, see what they're doing, so yeah. that we would know. And then we also had, you know, a couple of them or ex um, prostitutes that we were able to go to and ask questions, and you know, just try to get into their head to find out what that world is actually about, because yeah. we're not, you know, familiar with that world. But we were asked. Um, to do a movie like that. So right. it was like, okay, well, challenge accepted. So, yeah. And, and see, also, what I like is that y'all brought in the modern field because the girls are doing OnlyFans. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like, because when I see the pimp movies on Tubi, they don't mention nothing about internet. You right. know, on the streets or what have you. So, what made y'all decide to go that route versus them just being streetwalkers? Well, we wanted to make it current, you know. Like I said, you know that that was some of the stuff that some some of the girls are doing, and you know they're they're taking charge of their own business, for lack of a better term. So we say, hey, what, what better way than to do it? Not not saying all the people only fans are prostitutes or hookers or like that. We don't want that misconception. But some of them do use that platform for their own, you know, business. Um, so we we just wanted to make it current and make it a possibility that that could be, a, you know, an avenue. Yeah, and then too, I also like the fact that the Pinterest, you made her a sympathetic character, mm. you know, um, in many ways. See, that let y'all know how much I watched the movie. But, <laughs> you know, um, because she was reluctant to get into it. Right. She had somewhat of a heart with it. You know, um, when y'all originally was writing the script, was that something that y'all thought about when it came to her? That y'all wanted her to be more of a sympathetic character than just a cold-hearted pimp? Yeah, yeah, we wanted her to actually be one that <laughs> this was not the road she chose, but this is the road that she ended up on. And mm-hmm. she wanted to take her school smarts and incorporate it in her business and and bring the girls up with her. So it was like she tried to implement other things, not just her pimping or her being a madam, but she wanted to actually show the girls the rope. 
you know, where they can actually be able to go out on their own or to think smart mm. about, you know, having business sense. So um, that was just us putting our own, I guess, moral tactics on it mm-hmm. um, versus it just, you know, being all out, her being hardcore, uh, you know, pimpstress. Yeah, because some of the movies I've been seeing, it's like nobody has no redeemable qualities. <laughs> yeah. You think one got redeemable qualities, did you find, oh, no, they just bad motherfuckers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that that is what life, I mean, that's that's the, that's the hero's journey, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to be a person who had to have ups and downs, had to go through hell to get to heaven. So, and that's what we wanted to make sure we do with the characters. Yeah. Now, let's get into the universe, the swinger universe, because I see it's a trilogy coming, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, Miss you know, Prince Jim and I was telling me, you know, to check out, you know, uh, what, what was the God, dog, the Diary of a Unicorn. That was the first one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fuck out of that movie because when I'm in the swingers lifestyle and the whole nine. And what I really liked was you saw you saw a contrast in two couples. Right. And I loved it because, and it kept it real. You know, you had the one couple that they really wanted her as a girlfriend to the point they were stalking. Mm-hmm. You had another couple that looking at her like when she was cooking breakfast, what the fuck you doing, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there's levels to it. You know, there's definitely levels to that 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 facet of the industry, you know, that industry or that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? It's not all Ken's and Barbies. It's not all lovey-dovey. It's not all like, you know, I'm going to get in it, have the best sex of my life, and be out of it. I mean, these are real, you know, people who who deal with this stuff every day, you know? And we mm-hmm. wanted to showcase that. You know, we wanted to show that, um, you know, the ups and downs of this unicorn getting involved in this lifestyle, that it, it's, it, it looks glamorous. Don't get me wrong. It's glamorous. You can have fun with that. But if you're not careful with it, you can take you down. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what we wanted to showcase. You know, like we, we didn't want it to glorify, but we didn't also want to put a negative spin on it either. Um, yeah, because it's the point where you saw that her chase of being a unicorn deteriorated her relationship, which was already heading towards that. Right. Um, and also, it showed she wanted to be loved. Yeah. You know, period. Um, and with that, do you think when people see that? It's kind of like, do you do you think that that's the biggest mistake that sometimes unicorns make is that they don't understand there's a lifestyle and they're looking for love instead of looking to be pleased within the lifestyle per se. Um, looking for love as a unicorn? No, I think with the when when women go into relationships knowing that they're a unicorn, they kind of go in it with somewhat of an expectation, but knowing. Um, you know, what they're actually going into. Some do. Um, and sometimes it can be, I mean, it, she knows she's not going, I'm like, if, if it's a married couple, she, it's, you're, you're a unicorn. It is what it is, right? So, um, but sometimes it depends because some people just have an ulterior motive and that's where you have to actually be careful and and think this thing through and see if this is something that you really want to get into because mm-hmm. that ulterior motive may not always be you know peaches and cream right yeah and it was like it seemed like she was looking for something versus yeah. just joining the lifestyle but looking for something because even at the end spoiler alert people the, i love the easter egg when y'all mentioned the serial killer mm-hmm. 
Very surprised at the end of it. Guess he was in the bedroom with it, with the serial killer. Mm -hmm. And she ends up getting killed at the end uh, because she was making fun of his dick size or what have you. What made y'all decide to put that in, to make that the ending? Well, that was a homage to a movie I used to watch. Well, I watched a long time ago called Looking for Mr. Goodbar with Diane Keaton and, and Richard Gere. So it, it was similar to that, that kind of a story. You know, you had, for those who haven't seen the movie, you had this teacher by day and at night she was very promiscuous and she would go to bars and find men and stuff like that until she wound up finding the wrong man who actually, you know, same thing happened in Unicorn, happened in this movie as well. She found the wrong man and she made some hysterical moments at him and he didn't like and he wound up killing her as well. So it was a, a pretty much a homage to that. Um, that movie was back in the 70s, something like that. So yeah, and I, I'm a big movie watcher for, you know, old school stuff like that. So it was just something that, I mean, wow, this story hasn't been told again um, or there hasn't been a story similar to this as well. So if I was to compare Unicorn, it would be compared to Looking for Mr. Goodbar. That that would be the comparison to that, but with an urban, more modern swing to it. Yeah, because it seemed like it was a a a a tale of too much indulgence. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah it, it definitely was. I think it was a. I think I wanted to put a morality behind it that it, it needs to be a moderation. You you need to be mindful and mature when you're in this lifestyle. Yeah. yeah go horribly wrong, you know, even though yeah, it was an extreme ending, but still, I think y'all was trying to, to send a message to, to, to people that might have watched that might be interested in the lifestyle, interested in being a unicorn, you know, can, can you speak upon that? Uh, well, yeah, there's definitely a moral aspect to it, and I'm like that, I mean, we, we're not, like I said, we're not knocking anybody who do that, you know what I'm saying, because sometimes it's not the unicorn's fault, it's the couple, you know, you got the unicorn chasers out there, unicorn hunters, you know what I'm saying, like that, would, would be betrayed with the couples. One of the couples, you know, they, they didn't give a shit about her, her well-being and all, long as she was yeah. just a, a toy. She was just something that they, they could play with. You know what I'm saying? So w when you're getting involved in those type of situations, you have to be, have an understanding of what it is that you want as a unicorn versus what, in, compared to what the couples are looking for and see if that's a match, then, and not just jumping into a situation. You know what I'm saying? Have these conversations. When you when you do have going on your your swinger situation, you have the first conversation. What are your do's? What you don't? What are your rules? You know what I'm saying? And 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 if you notice, no one really told them their rules. It just went from, hey, I like you, let's go fuck. You jumped into it. Just like she was shocked when the wife came in, and she thought she was in trouble. The wife ready to jump in. You know, right. and he didn't, and he didn't even mention that he had a wife. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying. So it's, it's so it's, it's so it, it's definitely a morale. It's a, a morale story to it, but we we don't want to be preachy to it. We just want to just show avenues. You know what I'm saying. Let the let the viewer determine what's good for them. We're not saying go out there and be swingers. We're not saying that. We we are. We just saying it's a story. Be and smart. People, be smart. Anything that you do. Right, that right. Be smart and be realistic and mature in everything that you do. Because I'm gonna tell you my favorite part of the movie was when it was a couple that really didn't get two shits about it. She done brought groceries. And they looked at her like, what the fuck you doing? Kicked her out and told her to take the groceries with her. I would have <laughs> told myself. But I said, that was funny as fuck. She wrote that. <laughs> she wrote that. Good writing. Good writing. Because I'm sorry, that shit right there. But that showed you the true contrast between those two couples. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what we so, 
So then we have the second part of the trilogy, which was uh, the mem- well, the memoirs of a vixen. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Very good movie also. I love the actress in it. Um, and this is a little bit different because this was a couple who in essence we we saw cutting. Cut couple. Because okay. basically that what he was for the most part was a cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that the tech the, the, the route that y'all took with this was that they were trying to get pregnant. But what she didn't realize was that he was a cup, and I don't think he realized it. Right. Right. Yeah, he, he didn't. He realize. didn't know. He, he didn't know what what he had until he, it was about to be gone. And so, mm. like, and and that's another thing too. We, you got these men who get into married men who get into the swinger stuff. They push their wives into the situation and not understanding that. Be careful what you're pushing your wife into. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be pushing her right into somebody else's arm, and you just stand on the sideline, be, being a man on the couch, looking. You know what I'm saying? However, this guy, he 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 he'd rather be the man on the couch looking and stuff yeah. like that because he, he was so much involved into the actual look instead of the physical part of it. He mm-hmm. he was he was turned on by the visual of mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? So and there are men out there like that. Not too many us black men like that, but yeah, yeah. There, are, there there are but there are men out there like that, you know what I'm saying? So we wanted to push it over the top and be very dramatic with the situation. Um, but, we, but again, you know, coming back to be careful what you put your situation, your 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 marriage into, if you're not fully mature for that. Yeah, cause it was funny with the white dude say, "Yeah, I'm about to get castrated." He say, "Hold up, I ain't buying with this shit." <laughs> 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 I was done. But but also, uh, what I saw was that the husband enjoyed was was really controlling about. It. You yeah. know, he actually had no say so whatsoever. You know, period. And it kind of built resentment from her. Because you can see it within within the movie. That that's why I said the actress that y'all picked did a very good job of the role she played. Yeah, that is- but also what I liked was the sister's dynamic. Yeah. Because she didn't like the husband for shit because she considered him weak. Mm-hmm. What made y'all decide to go that route with the sister? Well, I think with that is to have that she's her her sister's um uh I, I guess not yeah she's her her opposite right so she we wanted a, a um a realist to be able to tell the sister straight up you stupid without beating around the bush yeah um, so you know it's just coming from two different worlds like. Mm-hmm. That little sister didn't understand that world. Period. You know, it's like that's your man, you his woman. Why are you sharing? I don't get this. You're stupid. You're dumb. You know. So and and you have that. You have that where and sometimes you just your family just can't know what you're into because they may not understand it. Right. Just know. Is you know. So that's why we we put that in there with her sister finding out. And now, oh my gosh, now I have to. Yeah, she was just finding out a little bit. She found the camera. Right. Then she came home. She came to the house where she was being spanked. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. This man coming out of her room, and she's like, wait a minute. What, what is really going on? So, I mean, can you imagine? And if you're not knowing anything about this lifestyle and you see this? Yeah. And then, too, also the part that I like that, see, I'm going to tell you how brilliant they were. They did a Marvel thing. You see the couple 
from the unicorn story that was assholes made mm-hmm. appearance in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it connected because the husband got the sister pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, which which in turn I know made the viewers say, bitch, how you gonna judge? You just said he got pregnant by a whole married man. A married man, right. yeah. But I mean, but that but that that's how life is, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's how people live. We we're quick to judge my yus's mess instead of looking at our own mess. You think your mess is is it's a little bit different because you're not doing XYZ, but it's all the same, it's all mess. Right. So so and then two, um when he met the fertility doctor, which I it, it didn't dawn on me to the end of the movie that he was a fertility doctor, mm-hmm. which they were looking at. And um it was like you were seeing the maturation of her getting close to the fertility doctor. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, it was all planned. Um, by her, the fertility doctor, to get him further enough to pregnant her. Mm-hmm. It's like explain to me how y'all come up with that whole scenario, and and, and and the whole nine because that is interesting. That the technique that his fertility doctor used in order for her to get pregnant by him, and uh, what? He, 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 he was the daddy. The fertility doctor was the daddy for a second. You feel me? Well, it, it was a it was called a red herring, so we were trying to throw people off, you know, to the whole mix and like, hey, look, he don't push his man, his wife into another man's arm and stuff like that. The whole doctor situation was like, you know, we wanted to we wanted to come up with something, an idea to to come back full circle. Because a lot of our movies are not happy endings, for for, yeah. for lack of a better term. So we wanted to we wanted to put them through a situation, but we also wanted to come back to be a happy situation, mm-hmm. um, to the situation. So. Her so her talking about she wanted a baby in the beginning of the movie when it first comes on she had a little monologue she's talking about how she wants this baby and how she wants to be with her husband you know what I'm saying so we thought having this fertility doctor who who we did mention if you go back and watch Diary Unicorn we did mention him that, that at, at the end of the movie of Diary Unicorn uh, I don't know if you remember that but if you go back and watch the news reporter was saying yeah. and next up um, our doctor we I forgot doctor name now we, she's the, the the doctor's about to come up to the news and talk about the book. That he's writing in part two, uh, so yeah. we, so we kind of dropped those little nuggets there. So we wanted to have something that's going to be entertaining and also that no one saw coming. Yeah, thought provoking because at the end of the day, you know, he was pressuring her, pressuring her, pressuring her. She like, I'm giving you what you want, but you're not giving me what I want. Yeah. So since you're not going to give it to me willingly, then I'm going to take it by mm-hmm. any means. Yeah, and that's pretty much how that happened. Yeah, because it's to the point where I like that he was putting his nut in that jar. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not even realizing why. Right. And I think the reasoning, so people can understand what was the whole point, was that the fertility doctor understood that the more aroused she was, the more chances that she can get pregnant. And mm-hmm. most aroused when he was being a cuck. Yeah. So that was the whole purpose because he did fuck her after, you know, like most cuts do fuck after the dude do what he does. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't last long from the, the parts that we saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went quick. And you can see, look at her face like, really, dude? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, she, so how did you find your actresses and actresses for these movies? 
audition. Audition, yeah. yeah. You know, um, Madison, she came from North Carolina, so we did audition. We flew mm-hmm. out here to Vegas and filmed that. Um, and the lady from first yeah, one. I've seen any other movies before. She just looked familiar to me. Yeah, she did a few yeah, movies. Yeah, she's in a few, she's movies, in a few on, movies on Tubi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and the lady from the part one, we flew her in from Chicago. So, I mean, we just put out auditions, and, you know, they were the best ones for the part at the time, man. We, mm-hmm. You know, we, we cast them. Yeah, because um, it's like, to me, your movies are well-written, and y'all have a good eye for picking the people to bring out the character. Because mm-hmm. Madison... Madison showed me, like, she just gave me some emotions that kind of helped the moving along even more. Mm-hmm. You know, even to when, when they were at the swinger party and she was getting bucked or what have you. And then, of course, that, that her husband, you just see the look on his face just like, he's just so dejected. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because he thought, you know, it was, it was the end of it. That was the ceremony, you know. He, he thought that, you know, tonight was the night. Yeah. That this is it, you know. Then, like, his wife is no longer his, and he mm-hmm. signed the contract. And so he thought he signed, you know, the contract stating that. Oh. And then it was funny because he goes in there when she about to give birth, and he was like, "Look, I'm about to leave." <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck you think you going? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I mean, it's a little too late to leave, buddy. She about to give birth. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, you know, for nine months, he lived in the house with them in the, in the spare bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. until she got pregnant. And then when she had the baby, you know, he, he thought that was it, you know. Mm-hmm. Life was over. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I am curious on what y'all going to do with the next one, which is, what was the life of a bull or what's the name of it? Yeah, you said it. That's yeah, the life, life of a bull. bull. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious about that because, of course, people know what a bull is. It's, it's the male equivalent of a unicorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And um, it's a very interesting story. I don't want yeah. to go into details about it, but it's, 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 it's deal, it deals with his life with being a bull, but it also um, it goes back to a lot of the, the, the dramatic parts too. So he's get he gets caught up in some mess. Yeah. And um, so it. It comes full circle, and it's actually we're tying um, unicorn, we're tying in uh, vixen, we're tying it all in together. Mm. Yeah, because, because I saw the nuggets. Um, because I'm curious to see what happened with the sister and the husband from that couple. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then he also made mention to his wife about something at work, which I think was that went down with the the, uh, the vixen's husband. She had a she had a crush on him. She liked yeah. him, but they never really done anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like I was like, God, they 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 seen him doing some Marvel and Star Wars. She connected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, like I said, we we are creating a universe because it's actually four movies. Um, so we got like yeah. So after Life of a Bull is one called, and the last one will be called Full Swap. Um, so yeah. So oh my. And, and that's going to tie in everything. That's going to, so you're going to see you're going to see familiar characters. You're going to see new characters. So you know it, it is it's going to just tie up everything all together and stuff like that. And that will be the um, you know the the sum up of the lifestyle story that, that we put together. Oh my goodness! So who who will be the lead characters in the life of the bull? So. I mean, Actors, my bad. Actors. Well, we only have one right now as far as the lead, and that's um, Nelson, the one who played Deontay. 
from the diary, from diary of a unicorn. And so with special appearance from yeah, from with special appearance from Paris. Yeah. Um, and also a special appearance by um the one who played Michael, um <laughs> from Diary. Yeah. The boyfriend. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, we'll talk to that I can't wait to drop at it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely just, so, it's a lot of, yeah. It's gonna be definitely a lot of drama in it. So, um, have y'all ever thought about doing actual TV series? Yeah, we have, we have one called mm -hmm. we have we have one already written. We just haven't produ production yet. It's called um Love and Lust. Mm. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So we do have a series that we just haven't started production on it yet. Yeah. And it's about two sisters. One is very promiscuous and one is not, but it, their lives intertwine and the men that they choose in their life. You know, becomes love and lust. You know, which one is higher? Ooh, see, people, yeah, see, 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 two about to be hot in the next two, three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, right. it's already written. It's already written. So you know, the episodes are already written. It's just a matter of us finishing up what we're doing now mm -hmm. before we start and putting the budget together because it's a series, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. So when it comes to y'all funding, did y'all fund it yourselves? Or did y'all get backing? You know, because I know it, it takes a budget. Yeah, we do a lot of funding out of pocket. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we we don't we don't have the crazy sponsors that you have that you mentioned in the beginning. Yeah, we don't have those kind of sponsors yet. But, Hopefully, uh, we can get some. But when we do our bigger budgets, of course, that come with a budget. Like yeah, movies that we have right now, Lifetime and BET and stuff like that. But for our uh, micro budgets, we um, come, out come out of pocket on those. Yeah, yeah because um, even when I was asking, like to me, I was like, well, you know, like for example, he. They might do a scene in a barbershop. I like so. What do y'all do? Y'all just go to like businesses and let them know what y'all do. Ask mm -hmm. them, okay, we can film and stuff like that. How many mm -hmm. of the businesses are open to letting y'all film within their their structure? It depends. Um, yeah. We're new here to Vegas, um, so we don't have a lot of the connections like we had in Atlanta. Yeah. So we're still trying to build that. We're still looking for businesses that's open to letting us come film. We do pay them. We give them what we can pay. We tell them our budget. Right. Um, if we're doing a business like that, we try to get in and out. We don't keep your business held hostage for 12 hours, you know, 10 hours. We try to get in. Right. We get out. Um, you know, we get what we need to get and we and we we get out and we also we pay or and or we barter. So if they need a commercial done, we can, you know, barter a commercial with them. So we'll shoot a commercial for them. Yeah. Um, so it's you know, it just depends on what exactly what would be more beneficial for that business. Right. Like a movie about to do next um uh, in August. Um we we're we 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 wrote, wrote the script around a um what do you call it? Uh, uh, vagina steam. She's a uh, she does vaginal steaming. It's called Hoo Ha V Spot. Right. And uh, we bartered with her. We did a commercial for her. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We can put on you know on social media and different things yeah. like that. And so that was more beneficial to her than us paying, paying her for the day, right. you know, or for the two days that we need to use it. And plus, we're going to still market her business in the movie. Right. Yeah. So so it, it'll it'll still be the name of her company. We're not changing yeah. it like that. So it's just something that's gonna go a long way, and we start we we start filming that in August. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it because it was cool. Cause even when I was talking to Jimmy, she was like, you know, y'all, you know, filming one of her parties. I think it was the unicorn we all filmed at her party, and in August I filmed this last movie. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jimmy, has, she's been she's been very helpful and stuff stuff like that. She's been mm -hmm. very vocal and helpful, and you know, doing that. And all the people, you know, the extras and stuff like that. Those are all people that she worked with and know like that so she's she's been very beneficial to that yeah they've been very open to us we really uh appreciate them for that yeah yeah so 
Because even with the unicorn, was that an actual real massage parlor that she y'all filmed it, or that was a makeshift? Makeshift. Makeshift. Total makeshift. I wish we could have had yeah. found a massage parlor. We really wanted one, but we couldn't find one because yeah. a lot of them here are owned by Asians or, you know, so we don't, not a, I haven't seen no black owned massage parlors here. Right. Um, so, or, you know, just a different nationality that don't mind because Asians, you know, they open 24 7. So, they ain't letting anybody you know, <laughs> it's hard to get into one of them to film. So, yeah. we had to make our, create our own. No doubt. So now, when it comes to the lovemaking, because you know, I, I mean, I was in the porn business for 15 years or what have you. And the one thing I can say is that with Tubi, including with y'all movies, y'all movies are very authentic with the lovemaking. It looks realistic or what have you. Thank you. How do you go about directing the lovemaking scenes? You know, period. Uh, um, well, we, we, first of all, we make sure the actors are comfortable. Uh, we, you know, we, we talk about what we want to do, how we want to set the angles up. So we make sure that they're comfortable in all facets of it. And because uh, by them being actors, yeah, these are these are not porn people who want to be an actors. These are actors who actors, want to do right. love making scenes. So no one in the room who who does not supposed to be there. Um, you know, we try to make sure it's very minimum. Sometimes I won't be in the scene. I, I'll leave and let her run it. If it's, if it's, you know, the woman going on who may be a little bit uncomfortable because too many guys are in the room, um, like that. Or we have a female camera operator, too. So we say, okay, well, look, we let the females run it, whereas though that way she's she's comfortable. Especially if she's showing any kind of nudity or yeah. angles, angles that kind of be a little little, little revealing. Um, but it's all about the angles and stuff like that with us. I mean, if, if you really go back and watch Dixon or Dive Unicorn, there's no nudity in it. No. Yes, you know, but but there's stuff happens so quick and fast that people think, oh man, like yo, I saw it. I was like, you didn't see much. You didn't yeah. see anything. You seen the side boobs, yeah. the cheek, the <laughs> booty. But yeah. we we try to we try to keep for for hours. We try to keep it at a minimal. Yeah. Um. But you know, like he said, it's all about the angle. So we can get a good angle where it looks look like, like yeah. you know. It looks authentic, and it looks like they're getting it in. Then you know that's how. Right. I, I, don't, I hate watching movies when you, you know you can tell that the, the blanket is trying to cover up the underwear. It's like that. Right. You can tell. Like I, I really don't like that. To me, it's like that's fake because I, I don't we've know. We've run about, into situations where we've had to do that because the actress just wasn't comfortable. Right, and and so and so now we just put it out there. Like, listen, this, this is what it is. If you're not comfortable with it, we'll pick you up on the next one right. because we don't want to. We don't. Ha we don't want to have to. Um, I guess give up our creativity. Right. You know what I'm saying? For that, we're not gonna put them in a, a position where, you know, like, whoop, that slipped in. Right. But you know, still we want to be able to be as authentic as we possibly can. Right. Without 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 being too exposed exploited yeah. of them and stuff like that. We don't want to I ever thought about using porn stars in your Absolutely, yeah. if they can act. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But they have to know how to act. Like they have to be able to be actors. Actors. Yeah. You know what I mean? To to be real so it can come out on, you know, come and, across. And, the and take camera. the time to actually study the lines. You yeah. know, something like that. No, you know, okay. so, I I remember, see what what y'all don't know about me is I used to do plays back then when I was younger. So I know how it is when you got to remember a script. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what the one thing I didn't do when I did porn. I was like, no, we improv. I ain't about to go through writing no damn script. You try to right, read yeah. I mean, which is fine though, yeah. because when it's when it's porn, I mean, uh, I, I personally love porn with the storyline. That's just what I like. 
but most people don't. They rather go straight to the to the, the action. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I like the build up. So we we don't. I, I you know. There are, there are people who do OnlyFans, so you might get some girls who might do OnlyFans models like that. So they might be a little bit more open to revealing a little bit more, something like that because that's what their brand is anyway. You know what I'm saying? So when you get people like that, you 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 give them minimum lines and you just use them for what you need their purposes for. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Um, so you know, it, it just goes with the flow. Like the conversation I was having was that I was so pointed to get back to the cinematic roots because even with me, I thought about this back in the day. I said. What if I make a porn movie that can double as an actual movie movie with the right editing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What have you? You know, period. To where even in this day and age, you can put it on OnlyFans. You got the triple X version, and then you have the actual edited version, which can go on a Tubi or Amazon or what have you. And I'm surprised that no porn company, no porn producer, directors ever thought that deep, especially with now that Tubi and which with the, the 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 market for independent movie creators is now opening up compared to back when 2010 this and where there weren't really no platforms yeah you no I, I agree with i think i think that'd be a great thing i mean if i was a porn producer i would definitely be on that because like like you said i would make a a, a, a rated r version and then then direct people to go to the only fans just watch the x-rated version i mean and that's just more money on top of money it, it'll print it'll print itself so i mean that's definitely a wonderful idea but again you know what i'm saying you have to have the capital up front you know to pay these women and guys to do the form and stuff like that because the budget is a little bit different when you have people actually doing sex and the first people actually pretending to have sex you know? there's a, the budget is a little bit different you know um, like I might, I might pay an actor like hey you know i'm gonna pay you 125 or 150 a day just to pretend you're having sex I can't say that I'm gonna pay 125 to 150 a day to somebody who actually having sex on camera. You know what I'm saying? This is not gonna go for that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at least I, I don't mean, think unless they just want to be in the movie and they're willing to accept that. But right. I would feel kind of. I, I would feel comfortable. Uh, awkward, you know. Like, but like, I mean, I ain't gonna front as a. Okay, this just maybe I'm crazy. Maybe, okay, I think off. Okay. As a porn star, if I had the opportunity to be in a fucking movie that gonna be on Tubi. Well, I'm gonna be seen way more than my ass is on Twitter or OnlyFans. I'll take that one seventy-five. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you might be a different breed. I mean, you know, we know what I don't know because I don't know other points. So I know is Princess. Um, that's pretty much the only one. You know, her circle. The reason why I say that is this: it's the same reason why I tell porn stars when a podcast highlights you, I suggest you you take them up on the offer mm -hmm. because, for one, they just say I'm a female porn star. They just say you know I'm one of them. I appear in your movie, right? Just like when I saw Crystal Doll, immediately I went to go look for her. Who, who the fuck is Crystal Doll? <laughs> Found on Instagram. It's the same thing. It, it's no different. The porn industry, the rap industry, the, the movie industry is the same. When you hear that rapper that's doing something with Lil Wayne, you never heard him before. You're going to go look him up and see his other music. Mm -hmm. When I see Madison, I immediately started looking for other movies for Madison. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing as she's a porn star because Tubi draws more attention. Tubi gives you a broader audience because now you tap into people that may not even know you did porn, may not even watch porn, and then all of a sudden they run into you, then they see you got a porn scene in the porn site, 
is to subscribe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what a lot of the girls on you see on TV now. They all mostly have OnlyFans or Instagram models, so I mean, they, 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 it, it definitely works out for their brand. But like mm-hmm. I said, we're we, we're not privy to those people here in Vegas. Uh, we had to fly people in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get it twisted. I mean, it, 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 it's different between porn acting and really acting acting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, know, it, it, we, we prefer, I, I mean, don't be wrong, I, I like the, the, the pretty girl, somebody that I like that, but if the acting is dry or something that they just talking, it takes me out of the story. So, yeah. so that means all I got to look forward to is the sex scene, which to me, like I said before, I prefer the build-up to the sex scene. Yeah. So if if I'm if it's if it's unbelievable, or you have your voice, or your if you're supposed to be mad and you don't look like you're mad in the scene, or you happy, or vice versa, like and you just look the same throughout. Yeah. Like That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hate a porn scene where I see. No, I saw this girl in a nun outfit. It was gay, but but she didn't know nothing. Did nothing as a nun to lead up to the fuck. And <laughs> I'm like, you sometimes, people don't realize when you tell a story, it draws the people in. I, I get where everyone keeps saying, well, you know, dude, sometimes they want to fast forward and get through. If they purchase that fucking scene, they might fast forward the first two, three, four times, but at some point, they're going to watch the full fucking scene. How really? I know, I used to be a consumer before I was in porn. <laughs> to the blowjob, but then after a while, I actually watched the damn shit that preceded it. Yeah. You know, period. And from my experience as a talent, as a producer, a lot of my fans enjoyed the skits just as much as the fuck scene because the yeah. creative I came up with it. Because I did one of my favorite ones was called Presidential Pussy. Y'all okay. go check it out. Jodis White was in it. She was the first black female president, and I was on Secret Service. <laughs> okay. You know, I did ball scenes and stuff like that, because I always did role play scenes, and then at the end, a little quirk twist, mm-hmm. you know. And then it let me know how much the people watched it, because when they mentioned that twist at the end, I said, I got you. You know, period. And I think storylines make that scene last longer and stand out more. Because yeah, I, I mean, think about it. I mean, if, if you go back to classic Caligula, I mean, I could watch that movie right now and, and still be enjoying to the plot of that movie because, you know, this whole Roman Empire and stuff like that. Or you got, um, what's the movie? Uh, Deep Throat or The Devil and Mrs. Jones. So you got I, all these movies. Sure. But you got to think about it, though. Back then, you know, that's when porn theaters were more pop- prevalent. So it, people will go to the movie theaters and, and sit there and watch a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie, something like that. But now we in this micro-generation where, the, hey, we need to get in and see who's going to get to get the hell up out of there. You know what I'm saying? So there, so, so, so there is no porn theaters anymore. Well, not like that. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 it's, so it's, a different, it's a different brand. But, but you did make a, a good point earlier about the whole you do two versions. You got your Tubi version. You got your OnlyFans version. So, I mean, if, if any properties out there looking, listening, I mean, you know, my man here just put out, just gave you the, the blueprint to fucking print your own money. I, I'm saying, see, that's why I ain't got no money, because I would have been the first one to do it. Because <laughs> I don't think about doing that <laughs> 2012. 2012, when we was filming for DVD. Not for mm-hmm. You know, period. Because I, me and you, I know we from the same age back. I grew up on Cinemans After Dark, Young yeah. Lady Cagley, 
Emmanuel and stuff. Man, like yeah, that. I'm about to say Emmanuel. Matter of fact, they they redid Emmanuel, and it is not the same. It's, yeah, it's on it's on it's on now. This it's not the same, and they don't have no HBO real sex anymore. You know, they don't, not, so that way I grew up watching that kind of stuff. You know, so yeah. that's stuff is, is all all gone now. So I I totally understand and agree agree with you. Yeah. So when so when y'all do y'all movie premieres, how do y'all get the where y'all do y'all movie premieres at if y'all do it in movie theater? How do y'all uh, uh, get the movie theater? Uh well, anything is rentable. So you know, we 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 just had one back in April. Yeah. We, we just had we just did one back in April for our movie Deadly Bonds. Um, so you know, we just rent a theater out, sell tickets. Well, we did with Deadly Bond, we didn't sell tickets. We made it open to the public. Our reason we did it open to the public because it was already. By the time we got the um, the, the actual uh, release date of our movie, the movie was out on Tubi already. So we, we didn't feel comfortable charging people to come see the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that they can go in their own home and watch it. So basically, we said open to the public. We had a good turnout. People came out to hang with the actors, come hang out with us, talk to us, take pictures, stuff like that. So we still made it a red carpet event, um, stuff like that. So, and we don't do it with every movie. We do it with some movies. It all depends on. Like we did it for Deadly Bomb because everybody's from Vegas. Every, so the whole cast, the lead, and everything was from Vegas. Uh, we didn't we didn't do it for Deadly. Um, we didn't do it for Unicorn or for Victor because all the cast, all was the cast was, yeah, the cast was from elsewhere, North Carolina, Chicago, you know, South Carolina. So we, it didn't feel comfortable right, to bring them all back here when mm-hmm. when their fan base, when their potential fan bases are elsewhere. Yeah. So we didn't want we didn't want to do that. Um, but, but you know we we do maybe you know we used to do them all the time, but now we kind of do them maybe once a year, twice a year now, something like that. Yeah. So now before Tubi, mm-hmm. how do y'all distribute your movies? We was at Walmart. Yeah, um, we was we, in Walmart, Best Buy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Amazon. That's when Amazon Prime was going good. Yeah. Um, still on. We're still on Peacock. We're still on. Um, what is it? Voodoo. We're Voodoo. still on a lot of other platforms. Peacock. What the fuck? And I got Peacock. Hey, okay. Yeah, you can research. You can search our name, and it's just that Tubi is just you know kind of pretty much taking over. So that name, you know, Tubi, Tubi, Tubi. But we're on a plethora of other platforms. Right. Like like I said, Lifetime, BT. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we we we've been around. We've been doing this. We've been doing this together since 2008. So, and right and right now we have 20 movies on Tubi, but we've done over 100 films. So that kind of gives you an idea of, you know, we've been doing this for a while. You can find our content elsewhere, you know. So what was your first film? Our first film together? Was, was, was mm-hmm. Partly Cloudy. Yeah, movie called Partly Cloudy, yeah. Yeah, that was our first film together. What was that about? <laughs> a friend of mine at the time named Jermaine Camille wrote it. It's about this guy who uh, had an affair on his wife with another man, and she found out about it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a typical download type of story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that, like I said, stories like that is needed to discuss BDSM within the black community, discuss swinging, poly within the black community. Because, like I said, when we see it in the news, it's white folk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's white folk. It, it you it, it makes it make you think that black people don't indulge in that lifestyle when we actually do very strong. Oh yeah, it, the, the black community here in Vegas. I don't know why it's, it's, very, it's, big it's very big one here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of friends who, who indulge in it. So you know, it, it's we wanted to, like I said, we wanted to make something that you know, friends of ours can be like, yeah, that was on point. Or I know a couple like that. Or I've, I've seen it happen. You know, something like that. So it was definitely more realistic for us um, to see those kind of you know those those reviews and stuff like that. Yeah. 
most definitely. So I'm not gonna hold these busy people up much longer. And I had to give y'all this, this special tea because I'm sorry, anybody that I respect and I like and I'm feeling they shit, I'm gonna put on this show and give them highlights. And I'm gonna bring them back. Cause we got to bring them back. I know they're gonna be dropping movies. I gotta bring them back so we discuss, you know, you know, life is a bull and whatever other movie that she go they're gonna have. And I can't wait to see that love and lust series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so can I call y'all smoke buddies? Yeah, 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 smoke buddies. Ain't no problem. People, they'll be back here on the Smokers Lounge for show to talk movies and wherever else we might get into. So, with that being said, tell everybody where they can find all y'all stuff, where they can find y'all, where they can see these movies, all that good stuff. Uh, well, if you go to our website, which is TPN1, that's Tom, Pat, Nancy, and the number one.com. You can reach us there. Our emails is there. All of our movies are on there that you click on to. We'll take it to Tubi or to wherever the platform they're actually on. You can also join our newsletter that's on there if you want to stay up to date with what we have going on, any casting calls, any uh, music submissions that we're looking for, anything like that, you can join our newsletter on the website as well. And also you can get information about her acting classes and her screenwriting classes because she teaches both acting and screenwriting classes uh, virtually. So you don't have to be in Vegas. You can do it right online. She teach, mm-hmm. teach you how to do it. And at the end of the class, you have a, what, a short script? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a short script. You have a script mm-hmm. done, yeah. So, and, that, and, and the, but the same element from the short script can, t- can translate into a feature script, stuff like that. She give you all the tools you need to do with that. So, yeah. So that's how you find us. Yeah, social media. Um, I'm Renee Warren Peoples on all platforms. And I am Bobby M. Peoples on Facebook. I, I, I have Instagram. I have TikTok. But if you contact me on it, I might not know for another two or three weeks. So on Instagram, <laughs> on yeah. Instagram because I don't check it as regular. But you can... we're trying to get better with that. Like yeah. we're trying to, you know, come up with the times. You know what I'm saying? We're right. trying. So, but you can find me on Facebook. Same age bracket as y'all. I'm, I'm like granddaddy too. What? How you use this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it, it's hard out there. Like when you hit me up on Instagram, I'm like bro, I'm like damn, okay. Uh, email me because I didn't want to miss this. I'm like, look, because if I had to, if I had to rely to go back to Instagram, we would have totally missed this interview. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now it, it's all great. I'm glad y'all didn't miss, and I can't wait to bring y'all back. Oh, and also send me a picture of y'all so I can put y'all faces on the cover. So okay. This, you know what I'm saying. So with that being said, people, we're at the end of another wonderful episode of the Smokers Lounge. And you know how we end these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye, people. Goodbye, Goodbye, peace. Peace.